Hi, this is Cameron. And I'm Jorge Luis. And today we welcome you to season four and our third quarter quarterly update. Let's hear all these updates and start with season four right now. Hopecast. Learning about the life and mission of education equals hope. Welcome to the Education Equals Hope Hopecast. I'm Cameron Graham Vivanco. And I am Jorge Luis Rodriguez. I'm the co-founder of Equals H and the director of the program here in Ecuador. And I am the coordinator of teams and training for Equals H in Ecuador as well. Education Equals Hope exists to provide for the education of students in desperate and difficult situations. And the hope for this podcast is to keep you, our dear listeners, friends all over the world, and supporters informed as to what is happening with our ministry here in Ecuador. Because we could not do it without you, so thank you! Thank you, thank you, thank you. Welcome back to Season 4. Whoa! Mary Mac, I hope you're listening, because this is your idea. (laughs) So fun. I hope she's listening and she's proud. I hope so, too. I hope so, too. They're um, wonderful. Hi, Mary. Hi, Barry. Um, I love the part where you said uh, the hope of this podcast is to keep our listeners all over the world because right now, as you (laughs) and I are sitting in the recording studio, we have an Educational Hope team that is in Kenya. Mm -hmm. They're going Kenya, uh, Rwanda, and Uganda. Yeah. But this morning, they saw elephants. (laughs) (laughs) And yesterday, they fed giraffes. Amazing things for oh them, right? Goodness. Oh my goodness. So excited for them. So fortunate to have this community of people around us and that yep. it's some huge number. Like 17 people are on this vision team to yeah. Africa to see all that's happening in Equals H in Africa. And we're immensely thankful uh, for everybody that has jumped into this opportunity. This kind of vision teams are specifically for getting to understand um, not just the needs of the of the places they're visiting, but also what is the action of Equals H, mm-hmm. which brings a lot of support for the locals and, of course, for our worldwide <laughs> organization now. Because we are now Because it really global. is. It really is <laughs> you know? global. It's just amazing, amazing to see. And so thankful that two of our Ecuador staff mm-hmm. are there, uh, Caroline Allen and Mika Inswasti. That uh, Mika is doing the, the, the social media and communications, and communications. digital communications, mm-hmm. and Caroline does all of our printed communications, and I think she's helping Celeste just kind of lead the team mm-hmm. um, and do all the things that, that's necessary to move a group of people around. Group of gringos, man. In the other side <laughs> of the world. Other side of the world. So we wish them the very best, and so excited for them. Today is not only the beginning of season four, uh-huh. which is so wild, <laughs> but it's also time for a quarterly update already. Yes. We did a quarterly update in our last episode of season three. And we're going to start the new season <laughs> with another quarterly update. And it's true because that much time has passed, <laughs> but we can't do everything all the time. So, but here we are, we're back. So at the end of... Uh, well, what we're covering of July, August, and September, 
for our quarterly update. It was going to touch just a little bit into the very last few days of June. Um, we had seven teams here working with us this summer, and some mm-hmm. of them, season three, were uh, on the show. Um, we had two teams, Block 2, and then the Vivancos got on the plane, and we went to the United States. Yes. And left you and Caroline in charge <laughs> of Block 3 and the three teams that were here then. So shout out to St. James Wilmington, St. Mary, Stewart, Florida, and St. John's in Tallahassee. Woohoo! So fun. Did you ever think you'd be around so many people that use saints in their names? No, actually <laughs> not. Never. <laughs> oh, where are he doing his reformed background? <laughs> <laughs> so tell us how Block 3 was and the end of the summer. Block 2 and Block 3 were incredible. Um, this was just a very particular summer. We had beautiful, incredible interns, um, half of them Ecuadorian, half of them North American. And by by block two, I felt we were already so compact as a team. Mm. So, um, so in the same page, mm-hmm. that it was pretty easy to work. But we were very, very excited. And I think all summer we were just talking about block three. And when I finally got here, I was like, okay, now it's here. We have three teams on the ground at the same time. It's only Caroline and me as leadership. And the th- I think both of us had connections one way or another with the three teams. Mm-hmm. So it was a particular um, mess <laughs> trying to understand <laughs> where are you going, where am I going, you know, all that. Yeah, but Trying to be in more than one place at a time is challenging. But again, um, in block two, we had an local team. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of the new things that we're trying to do, mm-hmm. having like a team during uh, summer, so during our summer program, where we can just call whoever wants to be part, um, either people that have come before and want to come back without their churches actually being involved, or for new people coming down. It was just an amazing, um, incredible experience that we had through um, the eyes and hands of Celeste uh-huh. that proposed this idea, and, and we had that team um, it was really, really cool. We also had a, a Kehi team. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we have talked about Kehi in this podcast yet. Uh, well, if we did, it was last season. Right. So. But yes, we had another team um, from Kehi. Many of the, their leadership was here. It was incredible to just get to know them. And, um, and for to, you know, it was great to present them what we are doing here mm-hmm. and introduce them to the way of action of Equal Stage in our country. So it was very, very cool. But block three, man, we had St. James Wilmington, led by our beautiful Cookie. Cookie. Hi, Cookie, if you're listening. We love you, and we're so, so thankful this team was able to actually serve in uh, Puyo. So that was the first time we've taken a team down to Puyo as we are working with the Diocese of Central Ecuador and opening... Uh, new ministry sites. And again, if you've listened for a while, you know this. And if you haven't, we'll uh, just remind everybody that we are very slow and intentional in opening new sites because there are easy ways for a program like Education Equals Hope to transform communities, Mm -hmm. and there are easy ways for people to misunderstand it. Yes. Um, And so we want to do it slowly in new sites because we never want to teach. You have to come to church to get money. Like, we're going to pay you for your faith. Like, that's terrible. Um, And so churches that are well-established and doing a great ministry and see the need in their community 
within their church walls or just outside their church walls, mm-hmm. and they want to be that resource to to show students in desperate and difficult places yeah. how very much they're loved and seen by God. Yeah. Even in the midst of that. So it was really fun to, to see that step being yeah. taken in Puyo, which is a jungle town. Absolutely. And as I always say, we don't want to just hand out the money to the families or the kids. We want to be able to provide um, a network of support and love for each family that belongs to the program. And we do that through this kind of partnerships. Mm-hmm. And again, teams are just an incredible excuse and a wonderful push so that we can start working with different communities. And the, 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 the experience in Puyo was incredible for the team, of course, to see how life is done in the Amazon region of our country, but also about the ministry that the, the Ecuadorian Diocese of the Episcopal Church mm-hmm. is doing there. And we were able to partner with Lucho, so hi to Lucho. Um, that is, he's a, a, uh, he's a missionary right there. Mm-hmm. So being able to see that community brings us also to the part of um, working together and understanding how healthy they are. And again, we don't we're, we don't ask for the churches to be perfectly structured or built. We just want people that are willing to truly serve in the best way possible. And when we discover that, it's just incredible to bring mm-hmm. teams to them and just start working. So. And a little really uh, cool. context, because I love context. Yes. When you call Lucho a missionary, that is absolutely what he is. But uh-huh. he is a missionary through the Diocese of Upper, yes. not Upper anything, through the Diocese <laughs> of Central, Central Ecuador. So he was a young person in Juan Carlos Quinones' church in mm-hmm. Buen Pastor um, and was ra- leadership that was raised up from in that, inside that congregation. Mm-hmm. And as a young adult... Well, he's not, I mean, he is young, but he's not that young. <laughs> he's like 25, 26. He uh, was sent out by the diocese to, they didn't have enough priests. Yeah. And so he said, I'll go. Um, and so he's in charge of this Episcopal congregation. Yes, um, and community. This, and community in the jungle town of Puyo. Yeah, and that is our biggest blessing. We're not just supporting a church, not just a building or a um, you know, an organization. We're supporting a community of people that is alive. And it's it was just incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, the team was very, very happy to be able to see that. And yeah, it was just an incredible starting of a partnership. And then St. Mary's from Stuart, Florida got to reconnect at Wayne Pastor. Yes. Which is a really fun, I guess, a longstanding partnership. Uh-huh. Um, many years now, four or five years as long as Christian Anderson and his beautiful wife, Anastasia, have been yes. in Stewart, Florida, mm-hmm. um, and getting to do that. And then uh, the St. John's Tallahassee, woo-woo, that, uh-huh. gave, that sent us John and Caroline. We're so grateful for them and their deep partnership and what they get to do through Carmen Bajo and with Carmen Bajo um, and putting on day camps or one overnight camp, mm-hmm. um, one night one one overnight. <laughs> That's hard to say in a way. <laughs> to go up to the property that uh, Pastor Fabio and his wife have in outside of Otavalo mm-hmm. and just, you know, when kids don't mountains. get to get, they don't, in their life, they don't touch grass. Yes. They don't touch trees. They yeah. don't hear birds. They're just surrounded by concrete and buildings and, and streets and dirt. And they don't have that opportunity of just be able to play out in the and in the grass the and just yeah. be connecting with nature. So it is an incredible, it is also an, a beautiful moment of connect connection 
Um, and I want to give a huge shout-out to those two teams, St. Mary's Florida and St. John's Tallahassee, because their commitment mm-hmm. with the communities they are connected with is, is, is huge. Mm-hmm. It, there's a beautiful blessing in that responsibility that they're taking, you know, and, like, we're just, we don't just want to come down and visit. We want to be able to serve. Mm-hmm. And this is the great part, you know. How can we, we serve then? Let's take our kids to camp and connect with them and be intentional about hearing their stories, understanding the background, and also giving them, you know, a beautiful time of playing together, of building community, but a, a wonderful moment of just connecting with other people and hearing, you know, firsthand that they are loved, that they have a future, and that there's purpose in their lives. Mm-hmm. That is something that, that we also, mm-hmm. that I'm very, very thankful with with these communities because that's what they need and the communities from the states coming down, that's what they are able to give. It's a gift. So mm-hmm. thank you to all of those teams. Then you and Caroline wrapped up the summer. You did your end of summer debrief. Uh, and all of the interns went home. Yeah, so all of them went home. Some of them stayed here. Some well, of them their houses. stayed here in Ecuador, but they are very away from us. <laughs> so yes, it was it was it was incredible. To see how God worked in all of us during the program, but it was really sad to stay by. But we did get to see all five Ecuadorian interns yes. at Marvin and Chavita's <laughs> wedding. Woo-hoo! It was the end of September, and we got to have a little equals age intern picture <laughs> with their leadership and all five interns that came in for that, and of course to yes. celebrate Marvin and Chavita. And again, as we were talking about before starting to record, it is beautiful to see how all of our interns are really committed to equals age Mm -hmm. even if they cannot come back or they don't know how to still be involved they are all just raising up their hands and saying i'm here i still want to be connected don't forget about me well and i caroline just sent a statistic that all of them a hundred percent of our interns uh indicated that they would like to come and work with us again a couple of them said, yes, I don't know how because I'm graduating from college and I'm going to need to get get a big boy or big girl job. Yes. Uh, but 100% wanted to come back. <laughs> and Jorjito, I just need to confess that I have been a part of Summers <laughs> in my younger days. Oh, yes, when yes. I thought I was maybe invincible and thought other people maybe were invincible. That 100% of people said, oh, gosh darn, heck no. I do not want to do this again. This was one of the hardest and most grueling experiences of my life. But that... Way before me, right? That was way before. That was like, (laughs) Chelsea Dallas, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Um, Way before your time. But I want to publicly thank you and publicly thank Caroline for designing the intern program in a way that is life-giving, that's transformational, that has purpose and meaning for the teams, for the ministry sites, and for the personal growth of the interns. Yes. Um, that that feels like a huge win. That feels like success. So thank you so much. Yeah. Just seeing the responses at the end of summer gives us this huge warmth in our hearts of understanding that we are doing things right. Mm-hmm. And we're very thankful for it. So that was uh, that. Pretty much wraps up July. Uh, in August, mm-hmm. you had two major events. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> I just remembered them. But before we talk about that, um, I'll just hit pause to say the Vivancos. Mm-hmm. Um, we hit the United States on June twenty sixth. And had the opportunity to visit Eastern North Carolina, be in the mm-hmm. Piedmont area of North Carolina, 
be in South Carolina as well. We got uh, we visited six churches um, in the mountains of North Carolina as well. Um, we visited visited Tryon, <laughs> a Holy Cross in Tryon. So six churches of wow. the community that support us and mm-hmm. support our kids. So that felt like a huge win um, to get to continue to share what God is doing here mm-hmm. um, with the people who make it possible on that side. Um, it also felt like a huge win for our kids to get to see their cousins and aunts and uncles and family and and know <laughs> um, and know about their life. And the reason I'm chuckling is because uh, in August, uh, my big brother uh, gave me the best and most wonderful birthday present <laughs> that could have possibly been, which was he came to Ecuador for my birthday as a surprise. Because like, he came back for your birthday. Like I saw him on Saturday in his driveway in North Carolina. <laughs> and then that was Saturday. The Friday, like... Six days later, he's knocking on my door in Ecuador because my birthday was the next day. And I was like, what? So uh, besides that just being a wonderful surprise, the whole point of this story, besides to say thank you, Will, um, is that France was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. Uncle Will has come to Ecuador. He's never been to Ecuador. And I was like, yes, Yes, he he has. has. Oh, just not in your lifetime. (laughs) Because she's only seven. And so um, to take our kids to the state so that they can know family. And she knows mm-hmm. who Uncle Will is. Absolutely. Um, and because we're trying to set them up for their life yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where God has called Roberto and I to be at this point in time at this juncture. That means he's called Graham and Liam and Francis to be here. Mm-hmm. But they also have a huge life ahead of them with point and a purpose. Yeah. I want to give them as many uh, of the tools. So anyway, so that's um, visiting the churches, visiting the tribes of people that God has given us in Eastern North Carolina and in North Carolina and in South Carolina, um, having them be able to connect with people as they help us tell the story of what God is doing here. We feel very strongly that we are a missionary family. Um, God has called all of us to this right now. And so that's just, that, that was a highlight. Anyway, so that's that's kind of the Vivanco summer in a nutshell. Um, and the reality is we are out of time for episode one. Because <laughs> we have a lot of things to talk about still. Still more things to tell you. But we love you so much. Thank you so much for being a part of Education Equals Hope. If you are not already financially involved and would like to, please go to educationalshope.org. And we are so grateful. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Thank you. Thanks for listening to our Hopecast. If you want to join the mission or know more about it, please visit our webpage, www.educationequalshope.org, or check our YouTube channel and Instagram with the same name.